2: The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. On the show this time, I'd like to welcome Dr. Allison Bradley, owner of Pacific Audiology Clinic, and also Katie Mawson is here. She's an audiologist with uh, Pacific Audiology Clinic. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland, ladies.
3: Hello. Hi, thank you for having us.
2: So, I think we better get started today with uh, kind of an introduction of who each of you are. Dr. Bradley, let's find out who you are.
3: Perfect. So, um... As you said, my name is Allison Bradley, and I am originally from Buffalo, New York. I am a transplant here. I've been here for about 25 years, and I came out here starting as an audiologist and uh, went into private practice about 16 years ago. So Pacific Audiology Clinic, uh, we started in 2007. I am a mom to twin 13-year-olds and an 8-year-old daughter, and... I spend most of my time exploring Portland and hiking and doing anything that I can do outdoors or playing with my kids. So, so
2: let's back up to twin thirteen-year-old boys. Yes, what's that like?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was really busy when they were younger. Actually, their thirteen-year-olds right now are fantastic. They're uh, a lot of fun. They're becoming young men, so you can actually have an adult-like conversation with them, and uh, they're really fun
4: to be around right now. All of them are. My eight-year-old as well. So
2: That's great. Yeah. Katie, how about you? Tell us about you.
4: Uh, So my name is Dr. Katie Mawson, and I, too, am an audiologist at Pacific Audiology Clinic. Um, I grew up in northeastern Nevada, and I am a transplant to Portland as well. I've been here for about five years. Audiology is what brought me to Portland. Um, I've been at Pacific Audiology for just about four years now. Um, and I, um, I love everything that Portland has to offer. I love the food. I love the outdoors and everything, like festivals and things like that. So um, I just really enjoy living in a city because I grew up very rurally so having access to things is a lot of fun (laughs) yeah yeah coming from
2: high desert what is the rain how does that affect you
4: um i actually moved here because of the rain i'm probably the only person i know in northeastern nevada that enjoys dark and gloomy weather
2: (laughs) (laughs) well you came to the right place exactly (laughs) now how about we define what audiology is and what an audiologist is katie we'll start with you
4: um, so the, the simplest way to explain it is that we diagnose and treat hearing and balance disorders from birth to death. We see a variety of age ranges, and I mean, specifically at Pacific Audiology Clinic, we mostly treat um, hearing disorders um, in adult populations and children over the age of five. So we do diagnostic evaluations and testing, and we also dispense hearing aids as well.
2: Is this, uh, do you mostly work with people who are born with uh, hearing loss or, or acquire it over time? Or
3: A lot of times it's acquiring it over time. Um, there are people that are born with hearing loss, but a lot of times those are diagnosed at a newborn hearing screening. And so they are using early intervention and other state programs that are set up. So a lot of times we see people that have developed hearing loss as they age. Um, or hearing loss that maybe they have developed due to noise exposure.
2: When somebody comes to Pacific Audiology Clinic for the first time, what can they expect? Because I would imagine having any sort of hearing loss is probably a little scary.
4: It can be kind of nerve-wracking. The first appointment that we always like to undertake is a full diagnostic evaluation. We like to Take a look in your ears, make sure that you don't have any wax in the way, make sure that your eardrum is moving the way that it should be. And then we put you in a sound booth and, you know, the standard test where everyone remembers from school where you listen to the beeps and you raise your hand. um, And then we do a few other tests and then we'll talk to you and counsel you about your options and what your test results look like and if there's any necessary medical referrals that need to be made. So like to an ear, nose, and throat doctor for any medical cause for concern we will usually make those referrals.
2: Is there anything people can do to kind of prevent hearing loss? Like if, it, if it's from overexposure to loud noises, obviously, yeah, that's don't, it. don't get exposed to loud noise.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we we always recommend hearing protection. So if you're, I always tell people two different things. If you're around a sound that you think is too loud, it probably is, right? If you're using power tools, if you are out mowing the lawn, if you are at a concert, you definitely want to wear hearing protection because you want to protect that. Also, if you're If you're in a loud space, whether it's a background noise situation or where there's a lot of construction going on, my other rule of thumb is if you are trying to have a conversation with somebody about six feet away, kind of the distance that we are, and I can't talk to you in a normal voice, it's too loud and you should be doing something about it.
2: I went to a concert for the first time in a while just a couple of weeks ago and my ears were still ringing the next morning.
3: Yeah, it's pretty common when you leave a concert, you, you have that feeling of having kind of uh, earmuffs on or uh-huh. that plugged and stuffy feeling. And sometimes people have that ringing, and that's called a temporary threshold shift. And so your ears are trying to protect themselves during the concert. And then because of that, the repercussions is ringing and that plugged and stuffy feeling. For some people, it goes away, but you've probably already done some damage.
2: Oh, okay. I was wondering about that. Like, is that a permanent thing or is it, does it, is it temporary? Does it go after, you, after a couple of days?
4: It's typically fairly temporary, especially in situations like a concert. However, the more you find yourself in those situations with repeated noise exposure, you're absolutely going to do long-term damage.
2: What about people that say, you know, I don't want to wear earplugs to a concert because it ruins the experience. I want it loud and fun. Does there are-
4: There are lots of options out there as far as hearing protection is concerned. There's everything from a foam earplug that you can buy over the counter to custom hearing protection that you would get from someone like us, an audiologist. And there are absolutely custom hearing protection available that has filters in it that provide you the ability to hear and understand speech while still blocking out most of the damaging noise. Okay.
3: So you can have a pretty good sound experience. And at the end of the day, right, we want to keep our ears. They're the only ones we have, right? So we want to protect those.
2: (laughs) That makes perfect sense, yeah. Um, We're talking today with Dr. Allison Bradley and Dr. Katie Mawson with the Pacific Audiology Clinic. Um, What about people, should I get a hearing test even if I don't think I have any hearing loss?
3: Absolutely. We tell everybody that comes into our office, even if they're coming in to just get wax removal. We always recommend getting a baseline hearing test so that we can chart over time what is going, what is happening with your hearing. Because as we know, as we age, you're going to lose your hearing. How much? It's different for everybody based on environmental, such as noise exposure, based on age, based on genetics. There's a lot of different factors that go into that. So having that baseline, we can see the whole, it tells us the whole story of your hearing journey throughout your life.
2: Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of want to know what's going on the whole time. It's like For seeing sure. a a primary care physician, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly, exactly.
2: Excellent. I I there was years ago I had a bunch of earwax removed and it was kind of a disturbing thing. It was everything was <laughs> accentuated. And it was like really loud. Is that is that something you get used to, or should I should I hear like that, or should should the wax help with with so, kind of sound?
4: Typically, in the case of wax removal, I mean, wax acts essentially like its own version of an earplug, depending on how much you have in your ear canal. Um, And, you know, a lot of people can notice that once you remove the, the plug, your hearing feels like it's a lot more acute, but it's because you've been struggling to hear through something that's been blocking your ear canal. So, I mean, it maybe gives you a little bit of a false sense of superhuman hearing, but... Basically, it just means that you're no longer struggling or straining to hear through this plug in your ear.
2: I remember having to go back to the radio station and I had to turn my headphones down. <laughs> like, way too loud. Yeah. So they probably should be lower anyway, right? Correct. Is <laughs> that sure. what you're telling me? For sure. Um, what are the main causes of hearing loss? We've talked a lot about being around loud noise.
4: Um, hearing loss can be caused by a a couple of different things. Obviously, we've already mentioned, um, people who are born with hearing loss, um, and noise exposure. Um, you can have age-related hearing loss, but you can also have hearing loss because you've had an extensive history of ear infections as a child. Um, so, I mean, essentially the best way to determine what type of hearing loss you have and what part of your auditory system is affected is to have a complete evaluation of your of your ears.
2: Makes sense. Um, I've heard a lot about tinnitus. Is that how you say it? tinnitus?
4: Depends on where you went
3: to school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, the East Coast says tinnitus, west coast says tinnitus. Okay. So That's I think why you say tinnitus, tinnitus. On the west coast. I just, and I say yeah. tinnitus. So it's both are correct, tomato, tomato. It's just okay. how you pronounce it. Yeah. So
2: Uh, What is it?
3: Well, it's a ringing in your ears. Some people experience it as static. Some people experience it as a high-frequency buzz. Some people experience it as just kind of weird noise, leaves rustling, that sort of thing. So it's a sound that people hear inside of their ear. Sometimes people have that due to noise exposure. So if they, let's say, are a shooter or a musician, sometimes that extended exposure to noise can cause that ringing. And sometimes it's the first thing that we see in patients before a hearing loss comes on. So... That's another reason that we recommend people come in, especially if you have that ringing. We wanna test your hearing to see if hearing loss, if they also have hearing loss with their ringing that they have in their ears.
4: The other things to keep in mind is that not only noise exposure, but also um, medications can Mm -hmm. cause tinnitus as a side effect. Um, You can also, you can have acquired tinnitus from a head injury or a neck injury. So all of those things, I mean, it's that's why there's no cure for it, is because it can be so different for every single patient and the cause can be different for every single patient.
2: Uh, was, is, when somebody has tinnitus, is the ringing constant? Like, do you hear it around the clock?
4: Again, that depends on the patient. Okay. Sometimes patients hear it all the time and it's very bothersome and disturbing to them and their sleeping patterns and their daily life. Other people, it can be very intermittent where, you know, they they stand up too fast and they get a little lightheaded and their ears start to ring, but then it goes away shortly after that. So
3: Sometimes people only have it in one side. So it is wow. very, very different for everybody.
2: Yeah. Right. It's, it's very individualized. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is there? Uh, you said there's no cure for it, but is there a fix for it? What can you do with tinnitus? There's for lots tinnitus. of
4: options as far as treatment is concerned. Um, obviously probably the main thing that we see is patients that have tinnitus as well as hearing loss. So our mostly our treatment process is hearing aids to aid the hearing loss and then we also have management strategies that we can talk to you about like try not to be in a totally quiet room, always make sure that you know you have some sort of comforting sound going. You know, sleep with a fan on instead of watching TV at night that keeps your brain awake. Make sure you're very well rested and you know, as as much as a unicorn as it sounds, try to eliminate stress from your life because stress will trigger that ringing that you hear. Okay. And there are things
3: that exacerbate the ringing that we talk to patients about, such as alcohol and caffeine and salt for some people. Sometimes no. the things that you put in your body are exacerbating that ringing. So we talk to people about that to see exactly what their ringing looks like, and if it's changing in intensity or frequency, we talk about some things to watch out for and do some journaling, so we can pinpoint a little bit better on if there is anything that is making it worse. And to piggyback on what Katie said, if people come in and have hearing loss and ringing, When we fit them with amplification, sometimes that amplification can keep the brain busy enough to help that kind of fade that ringing, you know, tone it down or tune it into the background because the brain is occupied by listening and focusing on the amplification rather than the ringing.
2: So you can kind of just drown out the ringing. Is that what
3: sometimes you're... it's not for it's not everybody. We're trying to mask it out, and sometimes the amplification can help mask out that ringing. Sometimes it can't, but that's it's something that we look into when they come into the office and also have hearing loss and are are a candidate for hearing aids.
2: When you say amplification, are you talking hearing aids? I'm Is talking what... hearing aids. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's talk about hearing aids. What uh, they they've come a long way, baby.
3: They have from the ugly beige banana that they put behind your ear or the big box for the people that have more severe hearing losses that they were around their neck. Yeah, Yeah, they definitely are smaller and more discreet. Some hearing aids fit all the way down inside of the ear. Um, There are hearing aids that fit, sit four millimeters from the eardrum there are hearing aids that fit behind the ear that are not like that beige banana but are a very small wire that you can barely see even with short
2: hair. And that, if it fits behind the ear, does it also go inside? Does it, they always have to go inside the ear, right? Correct. Okay. Well, yeah, I, my sister just got fitted with hearing aids and, and their Bluetooth and everything. She talks on the yeah. phone. through <laughs> her hearing aids. It's crazy. They're really advanced.
3: Yeah, they have definitely... I've been in practice for 25 years and so over 25 years I've really seen a huge change in that. So, Bluetooth compatibility, being able to adjust them on your phone using an app, uh, being able to stream, having a a specific TV box that works with Mm -hmm. your hearing aids so you can stream the TV into your hearing aids. Um, They're rechargeable, so you don't have to play with those little batteries anymore and put those in once a week. Uh, They've streamlined everything. So not only do they look better and look pretty cool, but the advancements as far as the sound quality has really been extraordinary in the last several years.
2: And what do you say to people that still have that sense that hearing aids are going to make me look and feel old?
4: I would ask them if I look and feel old because I wear hearing aids and I'm 36.
2: Oh. <laughs> and you don't look old.
4: Well, and you can't see them. So, no. I mean, exactly. that's the other
3: thing is that you can't you can't see them. So.
4: I, I get that question a lot, actually. Um, and I feel like probably one of the biggest benefits that I have as an audiologist is that I wear hearing aids as well and mine was an acquired hearing loss so i i understand what it's like to accept the diagnosis of a hearing loss and have that be a little devastating and have it be a complete life change and now you have to you know because i wear glasses i also wear hearing aids and then for a while we had masks at the same time so all of the frustrations that my patients had i've i've been able to empathize with them a little bit better and I think that it almost breaks quite a bit of the stigma of hearing aids in general when, you know, they see someone who wears hearing aids that functions very well. And most of the time, most people don't even notice that I have hearing aids or even realize that I have hearing aids because I I, can't, I can function very well with my devices.
2: Yeah. At what age did you start losing your hearing? And what was that experience like for you?
4: Um, I was first diagnosed with a hearing loss in my right ear in 2011, so I was about 24 years old, and then I recently lost the hearing in my left ear um, at the beginning of this year as well due to ototoxic medication, so medicine that harmed my auditory auditory system. So I now have two hearing aids instead of just one.
2: And what's your experience been like now that you have hearing aids and everything seems to be...
4: Um, it Pretty was, good. it was actually a bigger adjustment for me to get used to going to two hearing aids instead of just one before it was really easy. Cause I still had one good hearing ear. I could, you know, kind of manipulate the situation. So somebody would be on my left side and I could kind of fake it a little bit if I needed to. But now it's, I mean, I hear actually very well with my hearing aids and I feel like I do I navigate background noise a lot better with my new hearing aids than I did in the past. So that's that's really important to me, especially as someone who is in background noise quite a bit. Yeah. yeah.
2: What was it like for you to get used to having hearing aids? Because its I, I would imagine having hearing all of a sudden again is, yeah. a, is a very different experience, right?
4: It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, there are sounds in my apartment that definitely are kind of bothersome to me, like the sound of my my big heavy deadbolt on my door is really loud and kind of startling um but overall i think i think it was pretty most of it was once i heard it and I, my brain identified it i i adapted pretty quickly
2: yeah that's one thing my sister uh, who recently got fitted for hearing aids she um it took her her brain a while to get used to. she was it's frustrating. She was frustrated all the time. Yeah. Like, what is all this noise? Why? What if that sounds? It's birds.
4: You that's, forget have, how you haven't
2: heard birds for a long time. Because
3: when you have hearing loss, typically it's pretty gradual in nature that yeah. you f- you forget about hearing all of those sounds in the environment, and so when we reintroduce them, it's startling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It takes a little bit to get used to. So that's part of our job is to kind of acclimate patients to hearing all of those sounds again slowly, right? If we do it too quickly, it's overwhelming. Yeah, And then you don't want to wear them, right? So we want to do it in a really gentle way to reintroduce that and reintroduce that auditory system to hear those certain sounds. And then we kind of get you up to your target where you should be for your hearing loss. And we do that over a period of time.
2: And your brain kind of has to adjust to all that, right? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I I just remember her very specifically saying, that that noise, what is it? And it's birds.
3: (laughs) World's a noisy place.
2: Well, and she had uh, difficulty. You were talking about wearing masks during the pandemic. She learned to read lips quite a bit, and that's how she communicated, how how she heard people reading their lips and when people were wearing masks. I I think that's what made her go into the I think I need hearing aids. The
3: pandemic brought out a lot of people, right? Because they didn't realize until you put a mask over your face, oh, I was really getting a lot of information because I was looking at people's facial expressions and I was watching people's lips. So I think it really put hearing loss in the forefront for a lot of people and Mm -hmm. them saying to themselves, oh, wow, I can't. I'm really having a harder time. I should go and get that checked out. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I also think that brought into the forefront the fact that, I mean, as humans in general, we are very visual creatures when we communicate. So face-to-face conversation, even when you have normal hearing, is always going to be the best option. You just get more visual information from the people you're communicating with. And when you take 50% of that away by hiding your face with a mask, it's you're losing out on a part of the human vocal experience in a way that most people really felt a little discombobulated by.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not, not only the irritation of wearing a mask, I mean, that was, <laughs> that was dreadful I mean. enough, but then you like, okay, I can't see what you're doing. Are you smiling at me? Or are you yeah.
0: scowling at me? <laughs> yeah.
2: So say somebody has been diagnosed with some hearing loss. What are their next steps and what kind of, uh, what kind of support do you guys offer?
4: So, next steps would depend on what their, what their hearing loss looks like. If there was a need for a medical referral to an ear, nose, and throat doctor for imaging or something along those lines, we'll talk to you about that process to provide um, what we call medical clearance for hearing aids. Because sometimes, depending on the hearing loss, there might be a surgical option that's available to help ease some of the, the loss that's present. Um, If it's strictly something that's, you know, like a noise-induced hearing loss or it's age-related, we'll talk to you about hearing loss and the management thereof, which can include hearing aids, and we'll talk to you about options as far as technology and use the tools that we gained and the information that we gained from providing case history information, what your lifestyle looks like or you know if you're someone who's pretty active what do you want your hearing aids to look like what kind of performance do you want out of them and then we'll talk to you about any insurance benefits or things like that and we we try to fit you with some hearing aids and let you try them out
2: yeah uh, so you can fit people in the office with hearing aids like right away
4: Sometimes. If we have enough time, we do. But usually we end up bringing them back for a full hour fitting so that we can review how to actually use the devices appropriately so that they feel like they're the most empowered to use the devices correctly.
2: Awesome. This sounds like technology is amazing, right? It is. (laughs) It is, for sure. It's come a long ways.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So uh, where's the best place to get information if people want to learn more about Pacific Audiology Clinic?
3: you can go to www.pacoregon.com we've got lots of information not only about us as a business but about hearing loss and about hearing aids and all the different products that are on the market Um, so that that's kind of a great resource also reaching out to us as as a clinic right and talking to the audiologist and we're happy to give you more information because part of our job as audiologists is to educate you, educate you on hearing loss, educate you on hearing protection, on all the things that you need to do to make sure that your ears stay as healthy as possible. And and so that would be my best recommendation is to kind of reach out to, to an, an audiologist.
4: We also, um, our clinic specifically, you can find us on Facebook, Google, Yelp, Twitter, and um we also have a blog that is linked through our website.
2: Cool. And you have two offices? We do
4: that? have two locations, one on
3: Northeast Broadway, 35th and Broadway, and one in on South Macadam in southwest Portland. So two locations to serve. A lot of people in Portland don't like to cross the river. <laughs> <laughs> so we like to have you know offices on both sides of the river so that we can serve the whole Portland area.
2: Excellent. This has been great information, ladies. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank Absolutely. you so Thank much. You. We've been talking today with Dr. Allison Bradley and Dr. Katie Mawson with Pacific Audiology Clinic. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program.